chapter number one this evening, Ruth chapter number one, and uh, thank God for the grace of God tonight, amen. It just seems to be the theme of uh, what the Lord is trying to uh, speak to us about, and I think that the Lord uh, gave us a message tonight that will just go right along with everything uh, that's been said, and want to try to be a help to you. Uh, tonight and so many great preachers have preached out of the book of Ruth and so many great messages um, have been preached and we'll not try to re-preach any of that but just want to give you a thought here uh, in Ruth chapter number one and we begin reading there in verse number one uh, of the book of Ruth tonight Ruth chapter number one and uh, verse number one and just always want to remind you to pray uh, for brother Gravely and Miss Nolita as they're away and I think they're in the Carolinas this week, and so remember them when you pray. And then, of course, all of our uh, shut-ins, widows, those that are sick and afflicted, all the uh, medical procedures and things going on. Just want to remind you of those things that you'd be in prayer uh, for that tonight. Amen. Ruth chapter number 1, and let's look together in verse number 1. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah. The name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelled there about ten years. Malon and Chilion died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. They went on the way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. And then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. They said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Uh, are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. They lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders, God, of your grace and your mercy. Lord, your love and kindness toward us. Lord, your blessings. God, we know it's all because of Christ. Lord, it has absolutely nothing to do with us. But Lord, it's all because of you and your Son. And Lord, we're thankful 
God, to be in the family of God tonight. Thankful to be a part of the church. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us through your word tonight. I pray that you'd encourage our hearts. Give us something to just to go on another mile, God, to continue this week. We thank you, Lord, for our church. And God, all that you're doing here, Lord, the things that we can see. And Lord, even the things that we can't see. God, how your hand is moving. And Lord, how you're touching and working as only you can. And God, we ask you, Lord, that you continue to do that. Pray that you bless the reading of your word, bless the preaching of it. And Lord, we pray, God, that you'd fill us with your spirit. Help us. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts and encourage us tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we kind of said in our introductory thoughts or in, in just some preliminary statements, everybody, I think, is familiar with the book of Ruth. There's been so much preaching uh, that has taken place here uh, concerning this little book and concerning this little lady by uh, the name of Ruth and, and we, we can draw so much truth out of her life and out of what takes place and how she meets Boaz and she falls into favor with him and he falls in love with her and they're brought together and uh, they live happily ever after. We could look at all of those things and we may mention some of those things uh, this evening but really I want to look at somebody that's maybe overlooked sometime. You probably have heard a message dealing with her uh, tonight, but I want to look at this figure, this lady by the name of Orpah. She was Ruth's sister-in-law. Of course, we know how the story goes. Naomi, uh, her husband dies, and then of course Malon and Chilion die. They were the husbands of Ruth and Orpah. And uh, Ruth makes the determination to stay there uh, with Naomi because Naomi is going back uh, there to her country. She's going back to that place where uh, she hears about how the Lord has visited His people back to the place of blessing. And then we know how all of that unfolds. But, but when we think about Orpah, uh, she's mentioned here in Ruth chapter number 1. I mean, she kind of falls off the pages of Scripture. She makes her decision and then history seemingly leaves her behind. Whenever we consider Orpah and Ruth, we understand and we know that they are a contrast. Ruth is a picture and a type of the church, or she is a picture and a type of the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, Boaz being a picture of the Lord Jesus Himself. But when we think about Orpah tonight, Orpah uh, is one that uh, seemingly made a uh, profession but not having any possession. She is a picture of the worldling tonight. She is the one who made her decision to go back to the old gods and go back to the old ways and go back to her people. And there's so much that Orpah missed out on tonight. Whenever we come uh, to the book of Ruth, we know and we understand that it is a book of grace tonight. Uh, he, the writer said in the opening parts of the book, he said in verse number 1, he said, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. This was during the time uh, of the book of Judges. And we know that that was a dark time uh, in Israel's history. We know all of the disobedience and how God raised up saviors or raised up deliverers uh, to deliver the people of God and to bring them back into line. And so upon the backdrop of the gloom of the book of Judges and before the coming glory of 1 Samuel where God uh, raises up that uh, last judge but that first prophet by the name of Samuel, we find that there 
is a wonderful picture of grace found in the book of Ruth. And and can I remind you tonight that that's exactly where our lives are as Christians and where our lives are as believers. It's upon the backdrop of the gloom of the world. But I'm glad, thank God, that there is a kingdom coming and there is an age coming where Christ is going to rule and reign. But until then, God has poured out His grace upon this world and He has called unto Himself a bride tonight. Amen. Known as the church. Whenever we study this book and we think about all of the things going on, as we said, we can think about that grace that Ruth received. But I I want you to consider with me Orpah uh, this evening and, and, and kind of think about what she missed out on tonight. First of all, by way of introduction, I want to look at Orpah and we kind of typify her as the worldly individual. And I want you to think about this. I want you to consider Orpah in the light that she was religious. She was religious tonight. Amen. Whenever we consider Orpah, she mentions her gods there, or her gods rather are mentioned in verse number 15. She has gone back under her people and under her gods. That would indicate that she had some kind of religion, some kind of faith. Though it be misplaced, it was still placed in something. But as we kind of dive a little bit deeper and we consider the character of Orpah, I want you to look in verse number 14. And Orpah is even moved emotionally the Bible says in verse number 14 and they lifted up their voice and wept again here Orpah was she was an individual uh, who wept tonight amen she showed affection she kissed uh, Naomi her mother-in-law tonight and she returned uh, unto her gods and can I say this whenever we're examining somebody who is religious tonight there are people who are religious who will weep tears and they'll show affection and they'll uh, attempt to do good in the world and they'll have some kind of something that they'll try to exercise their morality towards but you need to understand that weeping cannot save and affection cannot save there are a whole lot of people who have good intentions tonight but it's been said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions there are people who are sincere in this world Muslims are some of the most sincere people that you'll ever meet I would dare to say they're more devout than many Christians that we know and the Jehovah's Witness tonight is sincere in what they believe and they're sincere in what they're doing you look at Mormonism and and it's built an empire of people who are sincerely believing what they profess but sincerity will not take you to glory tonight you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong this evening But here Orpah was, and Orpah made her decision. Verse number 15, the Bible said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back under her people and under her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Naomi just expects Ruth to do the exact same thing tonight. Amen. But whenever we consider Ruth, her decision was one that was based upon faith. She heard about what God was doing in Bethlehem. She had heard, no doubt, the stories from Naomi about God and how 
God had deliverers and how God throughout the history and she heard about Shamgar and she heard about all of those people that God had blessed and what God had done upon that dark backdrop of Israel's history but thank God she made the decision to go with Naomi because Naomi was going to where God was moving and to where God was blessing and the decision that Ruth made was one of faith but Orpah's decision tonight was one based upon her feelings it was based upon information that she had that she was comfortable with She knew that there was a place. She knew that there were gods. Though they be false, they could be worshipped and give her some kind of consolation, give her uh, some kind of satisfaction from uh, within. But here Orpah is. She is religious. Friend of mine, listen to me tonight. Religion will not save you. As a matter of fact, there's nothing that will send you to hell quicker with some kind of sense of security that's false tonight. You're doing these things and you're uh, you're trying and attempting uh, to do right in your own eyes. Uh, but works never could save. And works never will be able to save. Uh, and your religion tonight will not save you. You say, well, there's nobody like that at Bible Baptist Church. There's nobody like that here within this crowd. Maybe there's not. But I may be talking to somebody tonight who's never trusted Christ. You're trying to trust in your own works and your own good deeds and your own good intentions tonight. Listen, that's not good enough tonight. Amen. If you could save yourself, if the baptismal pool was good enough to regenerate you, if the Lord's Supper table was good enough to make you born again, if if giving in the plate tonight uh, could give you uh, salvation and sanctification, then Jesus Christ would have never had to go to the cross. But I'm glad tonight that you and I could not save ourselves. And where when we how when we could not get to where He was, He was willing to condescend, put on a robe of flesh. Listen, I know it's boring tonight. It's the gospel. We've heard it a hundred million times. Amen. Are you excited about what Christ did for you? Are you glad to be saved tonight when we could not come to where He was? Thank God He came to us and He paid the ultimate price and He did what we could not do tonight. And may we never get over that. May we never get over it. May the story of Calvary, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, may it ever be fresh in our minds and our hearts. Orpah was religious, but her religion would not save her. But then we find that Orpah was religious, but then we find that Orpah is returning. There in verse number 14, she wept again, she kissed her mother-in-law, Ruth clave unto her, and she went back unto her God. She was returning. What we have is a prime example of confession without Christ. We have false conversion without conviction. We have religion without repentance. And we have to understand tonight that the worldling cannot hold hands with God and hold hands with the world. That will never work tonight. And when the decision comes for Orpah to make her choice and depart with the world, she's got to choose between God's country or choose between the world. She, she hesitates. She goes with her old gods. I think there are a lot of people 
They're so in love with the world. And they're so in love with their things. And they've been under conviction. And they've come to the place of decision. But they've got their toys and they've got their trinkets and they've got their false idols and they draw a line in the sand and they say, this is as far as I've come. I'm going back. I'm not trying to make salvation hard tonight. We've got enough bozos trying to do that. We believe in a salvation that's by grace through faith, but then there are some that think that you have to jump through hoops and stand on your head and do all of these things to be saved. Listen, there's nothing that you can do to be saved. But believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Just trust in what He's already done. Trust in the work that's already been accomplished. Ruth was an individual who had purpose tonight. In spite of a hopeless situation. Ruth was an individual who exercised perseverance in spite of the hardships. Ruth was a person who exercised persistence in spite of the hurdles. She was a Moabitess. She had no inheritance. She had no blessing. She had no place in God's country. There were hardships. Here she was, a woman uh, in, a, in a culture that had men at the head and men who were the breadwinners. She was a lady who had no one to speak for her. She had no home. She had no husband tonight. And so she was going into this country with a hardship and she had hurdles against her. She was a Moabitess. She was a woman. She was a a Gentile dog tonight. But can I encourage you tonight, all of us face hopeless situations. We face times of hardship. We face hurdles in this life. But none of these situations can be overcome without faith tonight. Orpah had no faith in the right things tonight. Orpah was returning. But I want you to consider something else tonight. I want you to see that Orpah was redeemed. Look in Ruth chapter number 4. We'll just read the chapter. The Bible said, "Then Then went Boaz up to the gate and set him down there. And behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by unto whom he said, Host such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth a parcel of land which was our brother Elimelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me, that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Then said Boaz, What day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead up on his inheritance. The kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar mine own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. 
Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing for to confirm all things. A man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor and this was a testimony in Israel. Therefore the kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe. And Boaz said unto the elders, unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Now we know and we understand that Boaz was there. That nearer kinsman did not want to mar his inheritance. He looked and he said, I, I can't do that. I'm not willing to get my hands dirty. I, I'm not willing to tarnish my name. But thank God Boaz said that he was willing to do it. And did you catch what the Bible said? He said, I have bought in verse number 9 all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Here Orpah was she made the decision to go back to the world and to go back to her gods. But I'm glad that there was a Redeemer that bought all that pertained unto her husband. And Orpah was redeemed and she did not even know. Why? Because she made the decision to go back to the world. Sinner friend, listen to me. What you need to understand tonight is that your sin debt has been paid in full. You've been bought with a price. You are not your own. You are God's by way of creation, but would to God tonight, would you by faith become, become God's by way of Calvary and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again tonight? Whenever we think about redemption in the Old Testament, I, I just want to read these texts to you. You don't have to turn there, but you can if you want to. But whenever we consider redemption uh, redemption is threefold this evening whenever we consider redemption redemption is laid out for us there in Leviticus chapter number 25 and Deuteronomy chapter number 25 the Bible teaches us in Leviticus chapter number 25 if we look in verses number 47 and 50 we find that an individual that was redeemed was redeemed from bondage tonight. Look in verse number 47 if you're there in Luke Leviticus chapter number 25 tonight verse number 47 says and if a sojourner that's what Ruth and Orpah were and if a sojourner or stranger wax rich by thee, and thy brother that dwelleth by him wax poor, and sell himself unto the stranger or sojourner by thee, or to the stock of a stranger's family, after that he is sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem him, either his uncle or his uncle's son may redeem him, or any that is nigh of kin unto him of his family may redeem, or if he be able, he may redeem himself. And he shall reckon with him that bought him from the year that he was sold to him under the year of Jubilee. And the price of his sale shall be according unto the number of years, according unto the number of the time of a hired servant shall it be with him. Here this individual was by chance they were sold into bondage. They were sold into slavery because they were poor. They couldn't afford to do anything else. But at least they'd have a master that could take care of them and 
feed them and give them lodging and they could work and, and, and work out their freedom and then when the year of Jubilee came they were to be set free but thank God tonight that these that were redeemed they were set free from bondage tonight amen Boaz set Ruth free from bondage and Boaz set Orpah free from bondage and he set Naomi free tonight but I'm glad thank God even greater than that the Lord Jesus Christ has set you and I free from the bondage of sin thank God we've been delivered from the power of sin we've been delivered from the from the presence of sin amen hallelujah and heaven is our home and we're not waiting on that redemption but we've received it tonight and we're free tonight from the bondage of sin redemption gives us the blessing of being redeemed from bondage. But then whenever we consider Leviticus chapter number 25 a little further, and we look in verses number 25 tonight, the Bible said, If thy brother be waxen poor, and hath sold away some of his possession, and if any of his kin come to redeem it, then shall he redeem that which his brother sold. And if the man have none to redeem it, and himself be able to redeem it, then let him count the years of the sale thereof, and restore the overplus unto the man to whom he sold it, that he may return unto his possession. But if he not be able to restore it to him, then that which is sold shall remain in the hand of him that hath bought it until the year of jubilee. And in the jubilee it shall go out and shall return unto his possession. Leviticus chapter number 25 tells you and I that we've been redeemed from bondage. But we've also been redeemed tonight from poverty. In our spiritual poverty. No riches to be found. No blessings to be heard of tonight. Amen. This poor man cried. Amen. And the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his troubles tonight. Amen. Thank God the Lord Jesus Christ who was rich. Amen. He left the portals of glory and he became poor for our sakes that we might become rich tonight. Amen. We don't have time to expound upon all the blessings that we have. Amen. But I was able to recount some of them to Jace tonight. Amen. A roof over our head. Shoes on our feet. Clothes on our back. Food on our table. Thank God. I mean you just keep going and going and going. God has been good to us tonight and He has redeemed us from poverty. Amen. We think about the redemption from bondage. The redemption from poverty. But then tonight when we look at Deuteronomy chapter number 25. Deuteronomy chapter number 25 tells us this that we've been redeemed from the dead. Deuteronomy chapter number 25 verse number 5 the Bible said if brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. And it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead, that his name be not put out of Israel. You understand what's taking place here. You've got a lady uh, there who is married and her husband uh, or she dies and then the husband is to 
go to her sister and take that sister as a wife and to raise children unto her under the name of that brother that died tonight. Amen. I think I got that right. But that brother that dies, he had no children. But his brother was to raise up children and those children were to take the name of that brother that died tonight. Amen. That brother had been redeemed from the dead. His seed could still go on. Amen. He could still, his children, those children could still bear his name. And his name would not go out in Israel tonight. Amen. Listen, our Savior went to the cross and he died on an old rugged cross. But thank God he overcame death, he overcame hell, and he overcame the grave. And we are God's spiritual children because of a Lord Jesus Christ tonight and the seed of our God is going on and on and on and thank God we'll praise Him and we'll thank Him through all eternity because not only did Christ resurrect from the dead but through His death, His burial and His resurrection you and I have been raised from the dead though we were dead in this world dead in our trespasses and sins thank God we've been grafted in Amen and we've been grafted into His name. Hallelujah. And we're fruit unto His honor and His glory tonight. Amen. Orpah was a partaker of all of this. But she made the decision to turn back to the world. So why would you preach this on a Wednesday night? I know as it said we're preaching to the cream of the crop. We're preaching to everybody who wants to be here. Amen. We understand that tonight. But it could be tonight that you're just religious. You've never been born again. You've never experienced the blessing and the joy of redemption. You know Jesus died for you. You know God loves you. You've maybe been told that from a child. But God's never become your God. Christ has never become your Savior. Those blessings that God bestows upon His children. You don't know anything about that tonight. So how do I make him my... It's simple tonight. Just accept what he's done for you. Just trust him by faith tonight. Jesus looked at Nicodemus. And he didn't tell him you had to be good. I think you ought to be morally upright. Jesus didn't look at Nicodemus and say, you got to dress right. I, I think you ought to do that. Jesus looked at Nicodemus tonight and he said, you must be born again. A man who knew the Old Testament could quote it, could recite it, knew the Word of God better than any of us tonight, wore it on his clothes, lived an upright moral life, and Jesus looked him in his eyeballs tonight and he said, you must be born again. Are you saved? Have you ever been born again? Let's stand tonight.